Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Monsters with Taylor Dahl. It's like beer and brats, a perfect combination. You know the deal. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Making Monsters. We are continuing on through the year of guys that have stood out in games. And this week is a player who I've mentioned many times through my podcast of being my favorite Chicago Bear, and I mean that. Uh, full-heartedly because he, uh, from what I have seen, amazing person off the field, amazing player on the field, and he defends our quarterback, Justin Fields, when Justin gets hit late, and we like to see that. Uh, so this week is on Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins this week, I'll just go through some of the numbers of why I've picked Tevin, and if you're watching the Bears games, you already know why we're picking Tevin Jenkins, but according to PFF, he's the fifth highest guard in the entire NFL when it comes to that position. Let's also mention he's had to jump back and forth between left guard, right guard. He also missed some time from injury and came back, went full full speed into the game, no hesitation. Um, he has the, the fifth lowest blown block rate. He has allowed zero sacks, zero blown pass blocks, which is obviously what you want to see. Um, 4.74 points above average, the ninth highest for guards, and 6.3 points above replacement, 12th highest for guards. So it's just numbers after numbers of Tevin, and when you see him week by week, he just is one of those guys who's constantly making plays, and he'll he'll get his own block and then go help somebody else also, and we see the pancakes from him constantly. So today, Making Monsters is on Tevin Jenkins, and we have a, a full roster today of people hopping on to talk about Tevin. And I can't, I think that kind of shows the type of person he is because everyone's so willing. So number one, we have a Tevin's older brother, Jalen Jenkins. Jalen, thanks for hopping on with us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so obviously I want to get to the football side, but I think uh, a very important part of your lives happened when you were younger. And I'm sure that shaped the type of people you guys are. You lost your mom uh, for, to breast cancer when, uh, I think Tevin was eight. How far apart are you guys? Uh, four years apart. Okay. I, was, I was 12, yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Obviously, uh, that's an experience that really kind of forms the type of person you become as you get older, and people can take that different ways. How did you guys, you and Tevin, kind of use each other to get through that that situation? Yeah, uh, obviously, it was an extremely tough time. Um, I, I think still um, it's something that we kind of – struggle with i guess coping trying to understand to this day but at that time i think um with me being 12 middle school it was hard i couldn't really grasp why it was happening or in in that situation uh and tevin being eight i think it was just hard on him because that was his his mom yeah uh, he 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 was really with her more than i was Okay. So that was like he he was more of the of the mama's boy. I was I was kind of with my dad more than anything, but yeah. it it definitely hurt us um and it it made me uh jump into that that big brother role and yeah. kind of have to like, "Hey man, uh, I'm here for you." We we is both of our moms. It's not like it was it was a separate thing. 
So it was kind of like one of those things where it was, um, I had to just kind of take control and kind of, I don't want to say explain to him some things, but like over time, once we got older, it was kind of like, all right, I got to be there for him even more now because it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. Which, and that's even more difficult for you because I feel like uh, I've, I went through a similar situation and I'm five years older than my brother. Um, so it, it's one of those things where you kind of feel like you do have to be a little more tough because you feel like you need to be the one that's like supporting your younger sibling. But yeah. sometimes that's hard because you're going through that, too. And uh, I, I did read that. And it's funny. You said you're close with your you were kind of more of a daddy's boy. He was more of a mama's boy, yeah. which I heard is kind of your personalities, too. Uh, you're more like your dad. And do you see a lot of your mom and Tevin? I do. I do see a lot of uh, him or of her and him. Um, he, she was really strong-willed and uh, really personable. Uh, made everyone happy, and I see I see that with with Tevin too. He's he's really personable. I see like oh. his interviews. He like he likes to joke around and yeah. do things like that. And um, he and he's and he's passionate too. Like she was passionate about everything. She she made sure that even though we didn't have the mil the the best um, in income, uh, she made sure that we still got what we wanted most, most of the time. And she, and she just wanted us happy. That's, that's yeah. the thing. And I, I see that with him. He, he, um, I'd say over time, he, he started being more of a, of a family person. He wanted to, okay. to, to, um, be more caring and more loving towards us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there was a span where, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We didn't, we didn't talk much. I went to college and he was in high school. Mm -hmm. And then once, once, once he got to college and I was getting out of college, I finally kind of stepped in and started texting him, calling him all the time, checking in with him, making sure he was okay. And I think at that point, once he got to college is where we really, really started a, a really tight bond. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that was really important for us to, to kind of get that going and not like, kind of fall off type of thing. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that sibling relationship is important. And obviously your dad, um, a huge factor in a lot of this because he had a huge role to take over. He, you know, losing your mom kind of had you too. And there was a lot of stuff going on. You both played sports and multiple sports and then you have just normal day-to-day mm -hmm. -day life. And um, I know your grandma was involved in this too and she helped out. But how much, how important was your dad uh, to both of you through all of those times of, you know, going to school and playing sports and getting you guys involved in that stuff? Oh, it, he was he was amazing. He's a great dad. He, the, the amount of sacrifices he had to do for us, uh, time, money, just getting us to where we needed to be. Uh, obviously I was playing multiple sports, basketball and baseball, and he was playing football, basketball and baseball. And I'd have to end up going with another family somewhere so he could take my brother somewhere. So it was all those, those different things that had to, had to happen logistically. Um, but yeah, dad, uh, I don't. I don't know how he did it. He he he, he, he raised two two great young men, um, and I I think Tevin, he he grew up to to be a great a great man, and he'll he'll be a good father too. We love, I know. Yeah. Congrats to Tevin because he has a baby on the way. So that's super exciting. Uh, all right, Jalen, let's get to some football because obviously when you, you said you both played multiple sports, what was the beginning? What was the first sport each of you played, and how did football come in factor for uh, come into play for both of you? Uh, so I, I started out playing uh, t-ball. So I was okay. I was a big ba big baseball guy. Um, he he really started out really playing. I think he started out playing football. We started like flag, 
because I, I was older, obviously older than him. So we, we started playing flag and um, I was a quarterback and he was just the, the snapper for us and stuff like that. But once, once he put those pads on and started playing tackle football, it was like a whole different kid was out there. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he played, he played basketball and stuff like that, but I, I felt like at a young age, uh, when I was watching him play, it was just like, it looked too easy. <laughs> even, at, even at a young age, it was just like, this guy is, <laughs> an, is an animal. Like I was, I, I would go to games and I'd be happy to go. I'm like, oh, who's he going to take care of, take care of today type <laughs> of thing. Like it, it got to the point where like, I just wanted to take a video camera and just record everything. Cause the games that he he would play in, like it it was insane. I I remember one <laughs> one game. You know, you're younger. They have the weight limit. Like you have the sticker on your helmet. You can't run the ball, type of thing. Uh-huh. And and my dad had told him. He said, "If you score a touchdown, I'll give you a hundred bucks," which <laughs> which shouldn't happen because he can't run the ball anyways. So yeah. he was just kind of trying to. And this is when he was playing a little bit of defense. Uh-huh. So he ends up breaking through the line taking the ball from the, <laughs> taking the ball from the running back and running about 65 yards for a touchdown <laughs> and my dad's like oh no blow the whistle blow the whistle he should be no score <laughs> so so he, he he ends up scoring a touchdown and then literally like my dad was like okay maybe it's kind of like a almost like an incentive thing like all right if i want to push him he's going to do this but he didn't yeah. need to he didn't need to push him too hard yeah uh, then, and then, like over over the years, middle school, high school, he got bigger. Uh, it just got even more fun to watch because he would just manhandle kids. Yeah. And it, I think, looking back at it, uh, I didn't think he would transition the way he did from high school to college to the NFL, doing uh-huh. the exact same things that he started doing to people when he was younger. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of. I don't want to say it shocked me, but it it opens my eyes and it's like, okay, he might be the real deal type of thing. Like he is doing the same things he's done since he was younger. A kid, yeah. Was he always playing those those line positions, whether it was D line or offensive line? Yeah, he was always on the line. Okay. Um but but he always had that sneaky, sneaky speed. Uh he would he would track running backs down when he'd be on defense type of thing. It was, it was yeah. pretty pretty fun to watch. But, yeah, he didn't really play any skilled positions. I mean, he played first base in, in high school and stuff like that. But, yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you guys were growing up, obviously, I know you said there was a period of time that maybe you didn't talk a lot. But were, was there still, like, a competitiveness factor between you two growing up, maybe elementary, middle school? Yes, there, <laughs> there definitely was. Um, I most of the time I'd have to have to drag him out of the house so he could come out and we could play some basketball in the street or just play catch. Cause usually he was the, he was, I'm just gonna stay, yeah, he's, I'm going to stay inside and play Xbox. So <laughs> and, and in, in, in our neighborhood, when we moved in, there had to be at least 20 kids in the neighborhood. So we'd always play street football or go to yeah. the big, the big field and play. And, no one, no one knew I had a brother because he he stayed inside and played <laughs> video games all the time. So once he came, once he came out and he and he started growing and getting bigger, they're like, "Who's this kid?" I'm like, "That's my brother." My brother. Like, you have a brother? You have a brother? And I'm like, "Oh God." So yeah, but but it was it was extremely competitive because we would 
we would kind of, I don't want to say we'd pick on him, but we would, we would pick on him a little bit because he was yeah. the younger, younger one in the neighborhood. And I think that's one, one reason why he's so tough now Yeah, is because growing up with me and then all the other kids in the neighborhood who were just as athletic and just as, yeah. as big, we would just kind of treat him like he was four years older. So he <laughs> had to learn real quick how to, how to become tough and, and turn that switch and, yeah. It, well, you guys see it today, obviously. Yeah, we definitely do. And I, I guess in part, then he should thank you for getting him out of the house and having him play sports a little bit because, but it, it's funny. I think about this all the time because same when I was growing up, we were always outside. I don't know. Like you mm. had to, my mom had to like force me to get back into the house because we were always playing basketball or kickball or football or whatever it was. And so it's, it's, like that's just the kind of way we all grew up is outside playing sports with your friends and you can you would pretty quickly tell the friends that were actually athletic and the ones that were just out there just trying to have fun <laughs> there was a big right. divide in that um let's a little bit about high school I know you said maybe you guys weren't talking as much during that time but did you have conversations at all when he was going through the recruiting process and trying to decide where he wanted to go to college yeah, uh, a little bit. I mean, I was I was at school and I, I didn't I, I didn't really try to come home as much as I should have. Uh -huh. But when we would when we would have conversations, um, mostly it'd be like, what do you think? How, how was the visit type of thing? Do you like this school? It's kind of just seeing how he felt when he'd go on the visits because yeah. you want to you want to feel welcomed. You want to feel like a little bit of love from wherever you're going to go visit and see how yeah. much they really how much they really want you. And the visit that I went on with him was to Oklahoma State. Okay. And and I was there through the whole thing, talking to Gundy, talking to the other coaches, listening. And I felt like they really, really wanted him. Like they were like invested, like we want you, like not begging, but like, please. If, please if you, come help us. <laughs> yeah, please come and, and take care of business here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just wanted him to feel like he was at home wherever he went, and uh -huh. I think that's, that's the main reason why he chose Oklahoma State. Yeah, because the coaches and and whatnot helped him feel like he was at home, even though he had, I think, three or four different offensive line coaches while he was there. Yeah, which is kind of, which is kind of crazy to think about, but it might, it might have helped a little because they all coach different. Yeah. So he's learned he's learned a lot of different techniques through the different coaches. Yeah. So which is definitely something we see. And like we see he also had that at, at Oklahoma State, like the versatility. You saw him all over the line. I think he played mm. both guards and both tackles at some point while he was at Oklahoma State. And obviously the Bears traded up to draft him as a left tackle. Um, he hurt his back that year, so missed the first season. And when he came back, they kind of shifted him around. But it's like wherever they put Tevin, he's successful. And that's one of my favorite things about him is, like, he doesn't complain. They're like, hey, you're going to play left guard. You're going to play right guard. You're going to play right tackle. And he's like, whatever you need me to do. Um, yeah. But I, Because he's our best offensive lineman, and he needs to be on the line at, at somewhere. So I'm glad he's been able to be able to figure that out. And um, we missed a little bit of injury in the beginning of the season. I hope he stays healthy because when he's out there, the line just looks so much different. And um, I, I mentioned this earlier, and when I say he's my favorite bear, I mean that. I gloat about this all the time, about how he's just like – the epitome of the type of guy that I want on the Chicago Bears. And I say this because I feel like, now correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he kind of has this like teddy bear personality off outside of the football, <laughs> off the football field, outside of the locker room. But when he's on the football field, 
he turns into a bear, a monster, and he's that guy that's going to protect the quarterback. He's going to get those extra blocks. He's going to do what he can, and it's kind of that competitive really clicks when he hits the football field. Yeah, at home he he is a teddy bear. Right? <laughs> he like I said, he's really caring. He wants he wants you to know that he's there for you, type of thing. And when he when he talks to like we go out and he talks to fans and they're like, "Geez, you're really nice." And then how could you do that to people on the field? You're, you're <laughs> two different. It's two different guys. Yeah, and it, it and it is like he he has that switch. He flips it, and. I, I remember like college, like I'd ask him about like plays, like why why'd you do that to this guy? Like that was a little too much. And he's like, <laughs> what? He's like, he's like, what? What are you talking about? And I'm like, yep. He flipped the switch and he just was going crazy that game. Like, it, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like, you not everyone has it. No, definitely not, not. Not everyone has it, and and it's and it's a good a good tool to have. Uh, but yeah, he. He's definitely a teddy bear. Yeah, I love it. And that's it's funny because when he so when he was coming back from injury this year, he posted the video, I mean a picture on Instagram and I think it was like Dragon Ball Z or something. I that's not my realm uh, of familiarity, but <laughs> and so I immediately I was like this must be good. So I screenshot it yeah. sent it to a friend that I knew did watch Dragon Ball Z and I was like, "Hey, what does this mean?" And he was like, "That means Tevin's ready to go." And I was like, "All right. <laughs> let's go." Pretty much, yeah. He charged back up and was ready to get back in action. I love it. All right, Jalen, final one for you before I let you go, because obviously, like I said, Bears traded up to draft Tevin um, for that left tackle position. That first year didn't go as we planned because he ended up having to have back surgery. But since then, he's just been one of the most consistent, best pieces that we've had. Uh, but what were his feelings at first when being drafted by Chicago and kind of some of this process the last few years that he's been here having to move around a little bit, coaching changes, you know, quarterbacks trying to figure out all of that stuff. What's been his feelings towards Chicago? Uh, I think he's, he loves Chicago. I mean, the injuries, I mean, injuries happen. Yeah. They happen and you just got to roll with the punches type of thing. Um, and and having the transition from left tackle to right tackle, right guard, left, like, I, I would call him a, like a chameleonaire. Like anywhere uh -huh. he he goes, he'll fit in. Yeah. He'll do he if you give him a job to do, he'll do it. No matter if you ask him to do anything. Like he yeah. he'll do anything you want. He'll 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 yeah. Uh, but as far as far as Chicago and how he how he likes it, he, he I hear no complaints. Good. I, I feel I feel like he, he wants to stay there for a long time. Uh, I know the city likes him. Obviously, you love him. Everyone loves him. He br he brings that he brings that that old school Bears mentality to Definitely. to Chicago again. Uh -huh. And I feel like I feel like when he's when he's out there, um, the other guys feed off of his energy. Yeah. I feel like it's 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 something like I said. Not everyone has, and when and when you do have someone that you're playing with that has that, it just makes you want to play even harder as well. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And we see that out of him. And we kind of even had joked recently because the center position in Chicago, I don't know if you, I'm guessing you watch every game. Um, yeah. To do. There yeah. was the game a few weeks ago. I, I want to say it was the game Justin got hurt actually. And like four snaps went over Justin's head. And I was like, I wonder if Tevin can snap the ball because I feel like if you'd put him there, he'd be successful too, because that's just kind of the vibe you get from Tevin Jenkins. Right. He, he probably could give him a few practice snaps on the sideline. I'm sure he can get it taken care of. <laughs> All right. Well, Jalen, thank you so much for hopping on. I really appreciate it. Um, it it's a, 
a, a great story between you two. And I'm glad you guys kind of like found your way back to each other because having that sibling, having your sibling be able to be close and like be your supporter and your best friend is, is a good thing to have. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, moving on, talking more about our guy, Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins, once again, had another fantastic game last night. Uh, one penalty on Tevin last night, but you don't see that often from him. And he just <laughs> makes block after block. And it's one of the things that you just continue to see his progress. And when he's on the football field, it's a different world. So we are going to talk about um, the, the sort of beginning of Tevin Jenkins. And today we are joined by Coach Carlos Kelly. He's the head coach at Topeka High School, where Tevin played. Still their coach, so um, it's been a long time. I know when Tevin Jenkins was there, you were an assistant coach, now the head coach. Uh, so thank you so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thank you. No problem. So let's talk a little bit about the beginning. Uh, I know you knew Tevin beyond even high school, I think back into the middle school days, I believe. So tell us a little bit about your first experience with Tevin and what you saw uh, from him on the football field. Oh yeah, um, Tevin's always been a, a good sized kid, um, very athletic. Believe it or not, he was a heck of a baseball player, um, oh. and, and he played a lot of baseball and pretty good basketball too. Um, I went to high school with his mom and dad. His dad was a, a great basketball player, and um, I heard a know, big led guy the city in scoring. Yeah, <laughs> led the city in scoring, and, and his mom was a track star. Oh wow! So, so that's, that's yeah. Um, so that's where Tevin gets a lot of that ability. Uh, able to move and run um like and then having a great background and what he uh grew up with a good family they're actually neighbors he lived behind me a street behind me oh my uh, goodness. growing up yeah so i've known him since he was a pretty much in papers um you know for a long time but mm -hmm. watching him mature and his older brother um mature and older they, they've always been really great athletes and and um really really had a good supporting cast uh, yeah, that's when I actually talked to Jalen yesterday, and he told us some really fun stories about Tevin just from the beginning, about how he kind of had to force him out of the house sometimes. All the kids would be in the neighborhood playing, and Tevin would want to be inside just kind of playing his video games and doing his thing inside, and Jalen kind of had to force, <laughs> force him outside a little bit. And I was like, well, maybe he, he should thank you now because now he's playing uh, offensive line in the NFL, which is really cool. But tell us a little bit about the beginning of his football. So obviously, I know when you're younger, you're trying to kind of figure out where these kids can play and a lot of times they'll play both sides of the ball um, they'll play multiple positions when uh, do you think that it really started to show that Tevin could be an offensive lineman and make that kind of a career um I would say it was, it was probably eighth grade year we played um, an AAU team where we we would gather all the best um, eighth graders in the city in mm. the surrounding area and put them on a travel team um, you know, we'd go to Iowa or Kansas City, or Nebraska, um, if we could. And, and it gets cold up here, so it's kind of hard to yeah. uh, play football in December and, and, you know, the Midwest, especially younger kids because it's so cold and the ground's frozen. But well, he, he had a different switch he would hit. And um, there was – even in high school, there's one particular time. He, you know, I know we, we talk about that. Everyone's seen that movie, Blindside. Mm -hmm. he, did the, he did that before that movie came out. Um, several times on the high school football field, he put somebody on the track, Ooh. literally, you know, took them to the track. Um, it, he just has a, when he hits steps on that field, it just, he just flips. Mm -hmm. I mean, he becomes a, 
like what your your show's called <laughs> beginnings of a monster i mean he monster he's he just you know and a lot of kids don't have that um yeah. ability to turn it on and turn it off and he's shown that at a very early age that he's a competitor and when he's going to do something um he's going to make sure it gets done and yeah. he does it the right way yeah, and you see that already, uh, almost initially with him in the NFL. And unfortunately, you know, the Bears drafted, uh, traded up to draft Tevin. And that year, unfortunately, he got a back injury and missed the entire season. And some people were concerned, but everybody I talked to were like, when he's on the field, you are going to see an impact, and you have every single game he's out there, uh, which it just made me think of because before I hit the record button, Coach, we were talking about our football seasons and how your high school football season, the, the playoffs kind of just wrapped up there, and here in Florida they're just getting going. That makes a lot more sense now that I just thought about the weather because we have 80 degrees right now, and I'm sure you guys aren't <laughs> in that. Yeah, and, and it's probably or longer. Yes, you know, yeah. So. Um, let's talk about some of the traits because obviously we know and I talked to like I said I mentioned his brother Jalen and his brother Jalen I mentioned the word teddy bear I was like it seems like Tevin is kind of off the football field uh, a little more quiet teddy bear type of guy but when he is on the football field like you said it's like a, a switch flips and he turns into this true competitor this just mauler I guess is one of the words they use during the draft process of a, a lot of linemen um, but what are some of those traits that you think through high school and through college and now the NFL have been able to transfer so well for him to be successful well I think you can see that in every day um uh, if you run in or have any interactions with Tevin, he's he he has he's really really um, compassionate. I think he has a lot of empathy uh, for his teammates and, and people in his community and, and everyone around. Um, you know, Tevin was he grew up with his mom. You know, passed away at an early age, so mm-hmm. you know it was him and his dad a lot and um, and his brother. So they they you know they cared for one another and and um, they just I think he he grew up with a lot of different mis opportunities i think with his mom and mm-hmm. and i think he appreciates everybody's uh um, that's around him and i think he really doesn't have a mean soul in his body when he's off that football field mm-hmm. i think he's just uh, a real compassionate guy and those traits just translate to being a great teammate uh soon to be a, a great father right and, yes. and then a great husband so i mean he has all those attitudes and that's that's really great to see and to see him carrying it on and mm-hmm. and being on the greatest stage of all in NFL. Yes. Wow. Tell us a little bit Very about awesome. the, the process for him because obviously when when kids in high school are choosing the next place they go play, it's a big decision. They're making a choice for the rest of their lives almost of where they're going to continue their career of playing football. Tell us a little bit about that recruiting process for Tevin because there were several schools. I know Nebraska uh, was one of them. Uh, Missouri, I believe, was another that were that all gave him offers, and he ended up choosing Oklahoma State. So tell us a little bit about that process for him, how he handled it, and maybe like the way that kind of led him to Oklahoma State. Well, um, I wasn't the head coach at the time, but um, you know I know Coach A, Mm-hmm. Alexander Walt Alexander did a, it was a big integral part of, of of helping him to navigate that. But you know Tevin's a guy that's um, loyal, and I think the first school that I think really jumped out um, and really got behind him, and it wasn't even any teams local. I think Oklahoma State jumped on him first, okay. and then after Oklahoma, um, and he had a bond with that uh, old line coach. I think that's what sold him. I mean, and it's like you know once you get that one offer, everybody comes out the woodworks. Oh, well, yeah. who's this? And and 
they didn't know. I mean, underrated, uh, unrecognized, unsought after. And it, we were on a great team. He was on a good team. You know, it wasn't like he wasn't uh, – we wasn't winning games or anything. Mm-hmm. They were. Um, and how did he go under the radar? I don't know. But they missed out on something pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and it worked out. I mean, he was able to go to a great a great program in Oklahoma State, play with great coaches, um, and, and learned a lot from his uh, O-line coach. And I know he, he pays, a, he pays a homage to him quite a bit. Um, and that's, you know, that's what he sold on. Yeah. Um, people who care about him, and he's a very loyal cat. Which, obviously, we see that already in Chicago. He made comments recently, and the, the Bears ha- hasn't been the, the the most fun career so far in Chicago for Tevin. There's been a lot of losing in Chicago. They're kind of in that rebuild phase of figuring things out. But even yesterday, he made the comment of, I, I would love to be a Chicago Bear for my career because I love it here. I love the fans. So you can tell he's that he's just that type of player who who is, like you said, the, the loyalty, and that's a big thing uh, in all levels of football. But I, I know we, the main thing with an offensive lineman coach is that I think that a lot of times it's hard to directly – put on statistics to them obviously when it, when there is some sort of so, some sort of stat attached to them it's usually negative it's usually they allowed the x amount of sacks or they had x amount of penalties uh, but some of the things that maybe go under the radar some radar sometimes is how well the run game is working when when the certain offensive lineman's on the field or how good the pass protection is and stuff like that yeah. so what are some of the things when you are coaching and you're looking for offensive linemen that you're are, are those things that you notice right away? Are those things that kind of build up through their careers that that become more noticeable? Well, you can notice um, some things, little small attributes that he does. Um, like he's blocking for a running back or a quarterback, and, and those guys are tackled. You know, who's the, who's the first guy running down and picking that guy up? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that uh, you know, I'm that, I'm that protector. That's the stuff that he was doing in high school and middle school. He didn't just, like, go back to the huddle and do blocks as uh, running backs and pick himself up. But, I mean, that goes back to the Coach Hayes program back then where, uh, <clears throat> you know, linemen were expected to do protector things. So, I mean, he did that at an early age before he was even expected to do that. So, I mean, you can see small things like that and, and kind of gravitate and how um, players and teammates around them gravitate. You know, I mean, that's that's when you see somebody like that. That's that's kind of what, you know, we kind of look for. And then how well effective and how well can they <laughs> move another person against mm-hmm. their will. You know, and repeatedly do it, not just in the beginning, but at the very end, and uh, as he's getting stronger. And so a lot of times, Tevin, he just gets stronger. Yeah. You know, he gets more, as the game goes on, it gets even, you know, more effective. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wears, he wears on people. And that's a, that's a, that's how you can tell. I mean, that's how we, we look at yeah. things and a lot of other coaches probably do as well. How well do they wear on others? And he's, he's a finisher. And that's one of the things that I've also noticed from Tevin is he's not that guy who, makes his block and when he feels like he made his block is done he gets these guys to the ground and it's one of the things that you really like to see from him because when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields right now Justin Fields is a very mobile quarterback he's moving all over the place that's that's hard on an offensive lineman because they're not having to just like make their block and be done they're having to kind of protect for longer periods of time sometimes you know and you can see that from Tevin and you mentioned it earlier just about how you know that that switch flips uh, uh, that yeah, the switch flips for him. Is it has it always been that to where the moment he gets on the the field, you kind of see this extra, this extra feistiness from Tevin? Is that something from the get go that you always saw from him? Oh yeah, and and I'll tell you a story too that I seen that he had a a, a switch flip. Um, 
playing baseball. Imagine this guy playing center field, you know, <laughs> uh, a big kid, you know. He he hawks down a ball mm-hmm. and hits the uh, fence, um, bounces off the fence and throws a laser and throws a kid out at home plate. It's yeah. it's almost comparative to the Bo Jackson throw. Wow. I don't know if you've ever oh, seen we know that. that. Oh, yeah. I um, love it. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, that that was Tevin coming yeah. off the fence, like, like a, you know, lean, fell into the fence and just rocketed a ball to home plate. Wow. You know, granted, he was in, like, what, 11 or 12, so the, it might have been only 250 feet. But, but at that young age, just, yeah, did not give up and just go ahead and shell out a, ball, a, a rip a throw like that was – I still remember that to this day, you know, and here he is playing offensive lineman, but, yeah. you know, playing center field. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a time where maybe he debated which sport he wanted to stick with, or was football always kind of like his main his main thing? I think when you know his personality and you know how much of a competitor he is, you know, like um, football is a natural progression for him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's basketball, um, and then there's baseball that was love, but – when you can really get your yeah. growl on, you know, that's him. That's, you know, you can, you can growl all you want in baseball, but there's not a whole lot of impact you can do. Um, <laughs> you can do a whole lot of impact, but if you know what I'm saying, it's, yeah. it's a total different impact. And he can, I think it's when he fell in love, like most of us do when we yeah. play football. Most guys will say that. Like when I found out I could just take all my frustration and anger or whatever and ball it into this competitiveness and drive yeah. and do my job and, get praised for it how can you not fall in love for, oh. with that and i think that might have transpired with him to, to make him fall in love with football yeah and especially you know you, you don't get a lot of praises your name's not in the paper mm-hmm. or anything you know you, all, all the all the girls see the quarterback or see the yeah the uh, you know the running back um but for him to like you said polish people off and finish people off with yeah. blocks and everything pancakes that's just you know that sticks out yes and he's always uh <laughs> He's made, he's made plays like that for a long time growing up. And you his know, so. the, the pan- it, it's just great to see. It is, and like the pancake thing has become such a Tevin. There's shirts here in Chicago that you can buy that's like <laughs> Tevin makes pancakes because that's just like that's what we see. And it's funny because like you said, it's usually not the offensive linemen that you are really talking about that are on shirts that are being really focused on, but his personality, just what he does on the football field has really like Chicago fans love this kid. And it's yeah. it's honestly incredible to watch because I, I love letting the offensive linemen get the attention anyways. My brother there was an offensive lineman through high school so I paid a little more attention to that than maybe I should <laughs> but I, it's so cool to see somebody like this who's so deservant too of the attention that he's getting because he's worked so hard throughout his entire life and like you mentioned earlier and I talked to his brother about they lost their mom very young he was eight years old and that's that's a difficult yeah. thing to get through there's two different paths you could take once something like that happens and he chose the right path and you could tell uh, even to this day yeah and, he, and he's not an angry person. Yeah. You know, he could walk through life with that chip on the shoulder um, and be angry about that. But, you know, it, it maybe he turns it into the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe he turns it the other way where I'll show passion and love for everyone around me. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's great. It and is. He's, he's, a, he's, he smiles a lot. Yeah, he it's does. Not, yeah. <laughs> and it, as he gets older, you know, it, it, it even transpires. And he's got a family now, and that's even great. So yes. To see him happy and and, and being successful is, is awesome for us all here at Topeka. Love, love it. Coach Kelly, final one for you before I let you go. Um, so I'm guessing you have had conversations with Tevin since he's been drafted? 
Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, kind of small hellos and, and stuff. And, you know, we try not to, I try not to be all in, you know, I'm it, just let it happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I haven't talked to him for a while though. It's probably been maybe a year or two. What about, cause you but, said you live close to his dad. So his dad has to be tremendously proud to be able to watch his kid play in the NFL every weekend. Oh, exactly. I mean, um, big Brad is, he's, he's, he's a proud papa. Yeah. Um, and you know, all the stuff that he had done, um, raising those boys, mm-hmm. um, getting them everywhere, every, every game, every thing that they wanted to do. Um, man, that food bill. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know multi-sport kids. They're hungry. <laughs> and the dad, yeah. I mean, you got three boys in that house. It's a great, I mean, that that's that you know I, I think that shows you know how good a man Tevin is is mm-hmm. by the dad. I mean, yeah. if you check, if you knew Brad, gosh, same way. Yeah. Um, Brad Jenkins is a great, kind-hearted, take the shirt off his back kind of guy. So, yeah. I mean, what you can tell, no surprise, Tevin's great. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Both sons, I I only obviously talked to Jalen and then just watching Tevin, but both of them just seem like. They really, their dad raised them right, and they're both very kind, loving, but passionate guys for what they do, and that's the kind of thing you you want to see from uh, somebody who, you know, like who has raised by their dad who maybe struggled through times, but they all got through it, and they're good people. Sure enough. All right. Well, Coach, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you chatting with me about Tevin. Um, Again, they're big, big fans of Tevin Jenkins in Chicago, so uh, it'll be fun to continue watch his career grow and just get better and better. Awesome. Thank you for having me on, and it was great. It was a pleasure talking with you, too. Oh, thanks so much. Bye, Coach. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye now. All right, now we are continuing on our episode four. Tevin Jenkins, uh, I've mentioned a million times on previous podcasts on social media, Tevin Jenkins is currently probably my favorite Chicago Bear just because of the way, obviously, he plays on the football field, but also off the field. Uh, he's just one of those guys that is very likable, uh, and so I'm. it's been fun to kind of get to know him a little bit more. So now we are going to talk to Coach Greg Adkins. He's a former offensive line coach for Oklahoma State. Obviously, that is where Tevin Jenkins went to college. Uh, Coach is now an analyst for South Carolina. So, Coach, thanks so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on to uh, talk about Tevin. Of course. So uh, you mentioned a little bit right before we hit the the play button, Tevin Jenkins from Topeka, Kansas, attended Oklahoma State from 2016 to 2020, was drafted by the Bears in 2021 in the second round with pick 39. The Bears actually traded up to draft Tevin Jenkins. Um, so he, he had offers coach from Nebraska, Kansas State, Missouri, I think a couple more mixed in there, and he, he chose to head to the Cowboys. Tell us a little bit about that, the recruiting process with Tevin, how he handled it, and maybe or some of the things that led him to choose Oklahoma State. Well, well first, first and foremost, you know, uh, Tevin was uh, not caught up in all the, all the things that a lot of kids get involved with today in, in, in recruiting. Uh, he was uh, – he was a kid that uh, was a basketball player, a uh, very good basketball player, uh, a very good athlete, uh, was, a, was a guy that was uh, looking to be developed mm-hmm. and uh, was definitely not a finished product coming out of high school in terms of uh, his offensive line play or defensive line play at that point. But he was a kid that uh, was looking to be developed and uh, really didn't get caught up, and he was just – Looking when him when I got involved with him and his dad, 
um, they were looking for the right fit in terms of someone that that could mentor him. Number one, and and no, number two is help develop him uh, to be a better football player. And I knew the kid had the right mindset because he was so competitive, mm-hmm. uh, um, so competitive on on the football field and the basketball court, and uh, was a really good student. And uh, so I think he chose Oklahoma State for a couple different reasons. I, I think from the development side of things, and he saw an opportunity to come in and, you know, put the work in and then potentially, you know, see playing time in maybe his, you know, second year or so. Now, Coach, was he recruited originally for the offensive line, or was there still questions of which side of the line he would play once he was for Oklahoma State? No, it was it was, it was offensive line. Okay. It was offensive line all the way. I mean, um, his dad <laughs> – yeah, you ever seen or met his dad? His dad was big, big. He's a big, big, big fan. <laughs> and uh, and I thought I thought Tevin would, uh, you know, uh, fall in the lines of uh, what his father looked like. And his dad might be six eight, uh, probably three hundred thirty, forty, fifty pounds maybe. Wow. And his dad was a basketball player in college too. And uh, but uh, I just saw a guy that was very athletic, could bend, change directions, and when you're looking for a developmental offensive lineman, and I and I, I labeled him a developmental offensive lineman. He, he was not a surefire guy that you would say, oh, it's going to be the 39th pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, what you would say is a guy that had a huge upside and could bend, change direction. He played the game uh, with with the way he plays now. He plays with a little bit of an edge. Yeah. And that's why he played basketball, too. And you know, one of the things that I, I first loved about him was – um, just the edge that he has. He's a little bit of a quiet, quirky guy, um, but um, you know, at the end of the day, he was uh, he played with an edge, and, yeah. and he's got an edge to him, and 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 that was what attracted to me more than anything. Yeah, and coach, you mentioned that, and it's funny because one of the things that I was going to mention already was something we noticed pretty quickly with Tevin Jenkins. And unfortunately, the first season right after the Bears drafted him, he ended up having to have back surgery, so he missed his whole first season in Chicago. And uh, the next year, though, after some shuffling around and moving and maybe a little bit of questions, he came out, played, and played from the get-go. You just saw he was one of those guys. There's just that extra toughness factor in him when he's on the football field, and that's something that just adds a little extra umph when you're watching. He's that first guy. If something, if Justin Fields gets hit late, or if there starts to be a little, a little back and forth between in the trenches between the defensive line and the offensive line, Tevin's the first one in the in the defense's face protecting his guy, and that's just something that we saw almost immediately. Is, is that kind of what you were talking about when you talk about the edge part of it? That's 100 what I was talking yeah. about. I mean, you, you go back and pull his high school film up. Again, he wasn't he wasn't the most polished offensive lineman by by no stretch of the imagination. But uh, what he did was he did, he still played with an edge, mm-hmm. and you saw that him helping his teammate. And he had a he had a running back uh, that played on his high school team, and I, I can't think of his name right now. But ended up going to Kansas State, and the same thing happened. And that guy would get tackled, and and uh, you would see him around the pile, cleaning the pile you know, doing different things. And that's what I liked about him. He played with an edge.
Yeah, and that's something, like I said, we saw right away. It, it's something you want to out of when you're seeing your linemen protect your quarterback. It's obviously their job is literally to protect your quarterback, but when they add that extra step of going after somebody, uh, it, it's really fun to see, and Tevin's just really he's had that. So, Coach, going back a little bit, he redshirted his freshman season at Oklahoma State. Um, sure. But tell us a little bit about that process. How much are you able to really see from guys when they are redshirted um, and obviously not playing in the games that season? Well, again, he was one of those guys, the way we practiced at, at Oklahoma State, you know, you you felt him on the practice field, whether it was on scout team or when he did get some limited opportunities to work with, uh, you know, the first two units or whatever. But you felt him and you, you just knew it was going to be going to be something that was going to be pretty good mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because you felt him. And um, I remember a conversation. Um, somewhere halfway through the season that we we talked about not redshirting him, go ahead and playing him, and uh, because of the the way he went about sort of things, and and again he was a definitely still not a finished product, and mm-hmm. I I think I think my conversation was is that let's not ruin his you know what he has now, uh, let's continue to develop him, and yeah. then. Yeah, we may have a four-year starter here. Yeah, because some, you obviously don't want to rush those situations, and someone like that, it looks like it paid off. It looked like the path that Tevin Jenkins took was ideal for his career. And another thing that really stands out about Tevin, we're talking about that edge, that little bit, that extra toughness factor he has. And another thing that stands out is the versatility. The first year he played, he was at right tackle and right guard. The following year, he played right tackle and left tackle. Um, we've seen that here in Chicago already. We drafted him, traded up for him technically as the left tackle. And since he got injured, missed that year, uh, he's played right tackle, right guard, left guard. Everywhere you move him, you see success from Tevin Jenkins in that same <clears throat> the same just kind of that toughness and that fierceness that he carries onto the football field, no matter where he is. And we haven't seen him complain about it either when they have had to shift him around. What are, what are some of his strengths that kind of allow him to do that and be able to play in so many positions along the line? Well, I think his, again, I think it goes back to athletic ability, his ability to bend, his ability to change directions. And um, very early on, I felt that he was a smart football player. Uh, with, again, with a limited amount of football that he played mm-hmm. in high school, I felt like he was a guy that could learn football. And I'm very familiar with with the offensive line there <laughs> completely yes. because yeah. uh, I recruited Darnell Wright. Uh, I coached Nate Davis, and <laughs> I coached and recruited and uh, and uh, coached Tevin Jenkins. So uh, it seems like everybody at uh, – at the Chicago Bears, I have something to do with a little bit. Yeah, and it seems like you have a good eye, too, because those are probably all of our favorite guys, and they have... I mentioned how much I love Tevin Jenkins. Nate Davis, new to the Bears, and unfortunately this year he's been a little banged up, so I don't think we've been able to see the full the fullness of what Navis, Nate Davis can do, but we've you've been able to see it on the other teams he's played for. And then Darnell Wright has just been... He out of the gate, he's been fantastic, and he's a rookie playing that right uh, right tackle, and he doesn't look like he is scared at all when he's on that line of some of the competition that he's had to face, and it's been some really really tough guys. Uh, you mentioned Nate Davis because after you left uh, Oklahoma State, you went to Charlotte. You you were coaching at Charlotte, um, so during that time coaching Nate, what did you see from him that you thought even at that time that maybe would transfer to the NFL when it comes to Nate Davis? 
I like literally the first couple of days I coached him, I said, this guy's going to play in the NFL for 10 years. I just had unbelievable bend and unbelievable power in his lower body. Uh, a guy that uh, probably would fit very good in zone schemes, uh, a guy that could set the edge, a guy that can pass protect, you know, a guy just like it was, he was special and a number of different guys. And a guy also that had to work at the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had unbelievable ability and a guy that worked and, uh, and was tough and um, that sort of thing. And I know, I know, um, you know, obviously I was excited when he got, I guess he was with the Titans and drafted mm-hmm. by the Titans and some of you guys in the off season. And uh, I, you know, obviously I pay a little bit of attention to the NFL. Uh, we're awful busy, but I yeah. didn't, I, you know, I've noticed that he's, he's been banged up a little bit for you, but um, I think everybody in Chicago will be very happy when you, when you get the full effect of uh, Nate Davis also. Yeah, and we're waiting, Coach, unfortunately, for the Bears. They this, The offensive line that we came into this offseason and heading into the season that was supposed to be our starting five, not one time has played a game together this season because at some point we've been missing different players across that line. Nate Davis was hurt. Braxton Jones was hurt. Uh, we saw Tevin banged up a little bit. So each of the guys has kind of been, um, unfortunately, not all together, but I really truly believe that when all five are on the field together, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you will see that that offensive line that Ryan Poles has really worked at. And I do, I'm confident that it's going to improve a ton within those next couple of weeks. Uh, another player really quick, because now I mentioned in the beginning of this, you are, uh, you've worked for South Carolina now for a few years, a player they just drafted from there on the opposite side of the ball and Zach Pickens, uh, what's uh, what words or thoughts do you have about Zach Pickens and his time at South Carolina? Yeah, Zach Pickens is one of my favorite human beings I've ever come across because number one, he's a great human being. Number two is he's just he's um, he's great in the locker room. Number three is is just like he he's never met a stranger in my opinion. Like he's a very personable kid, and uh, hopefully he's still showing that in Chicago and. You know, my couple years around him, he's just he, – he, he's he. I think the, the, the needle's going to point up on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's done for you guys, to be honest with you, this year. Um, but I, I know this. you got a high-quality character person uh, that I would venture to say that his best football is still ahead of him. Yeah, he – the first couple weeks – and it's a, it's a very – rotational type of defense. That's what Eberflus does. So we are seeing a, a little less than him, but I will be honest, Coach, within between the, within the first eight weeks, every single game we've seen Zach Pickens get better. And like you said, the, the arrow pointing up, and I truly believe that. I think within the next couple of years, he's going to be a, silent, a solid piece and foundation of the defensive line, which is really, really cool to see. They also drafted a guy, Javon Dexter, out of Florida. And so both of them have kind of been competing this offseason and into the season for that Spot, but I, I personally think that soon we'll be seeing both of them together starting on the line, which will be really fun. Um, a couple more for you, Coach, before I let you go, because uh, yeah. you mentioned, obviously, when I was kind of going back and forth about doing this interview, your son. Your son uh, is the tight, a tight end for the Broncos. He got drafted by the Broncos this year, and that's just really cool. Number one, you also got to coach him a little bit at South Carolina and then now you get to see him get drafted and play in the NFL how is that experience for you so far and how's that for Nate well uh, you know listen he um, he transferred here you know with the, the way the different things are in college football today um, you have different opportunities out there presented to you 
and uh, he had played four years at East Tennessee State and and had graduated and and he had the COVID year, so mm-hmm. he he got added bonus fifth year and and uh, he you know he kind of looked at it and he said like I've done everything I can do here, you know Dad, what do you think about me going in the portal and you know maybe going to play somewhere? I said, whoa, wait a minute, yeah, what do you mean go play somewhere? Like like if you're going to go in the SEC, you're going to come here. <laughs> uh, like if you want to go somewhere else and play, that's fine. But you know one of the first phone calls he got was Alabama. And the second phone call was LSU, and and so we were fortunate to get him here, and uh, I was excited to have him here uh, last year on our football team. Kind of an unsung tough guy that kind of does a lot of dirty work, and um, and um, and fortunately he got an opportunity to to go with the Broncos, and hell, we played against you guys. Uh, I don't know, three, four, or five weeks ago. I don't, I know at some point you guys played this year, and yeah. uh, and uh, so he's you know he's been active for. I don't know, six, seven games and inactive for a couple, but uh, I was excited for him to to make the Broncos team, and I'm happy for his success. Yeah, it's very exciting, and obviously you, you have the experience of your, seeing your players you've coached go through college and then now be successful in the NFL, and then I think probably I'm sure your son – seeing that with your son as a whole different level. So it's really cool. And uh, we did, yeah, the Broncos game was rough for the Bears because they were up 21 and ended up blowing that lead and losing to the Broncos. But I'm sure that was exciting for, for Nate and the good, Broncos. Good, good, good for the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Coach. I really appreciate you hopping on and talking to me uh, about uh, Tevin Jenkins and, and Nate. Davis and Zach Pickens, all of these guys that we're familiar with with our offensive line. So I appreciate it, and uh, good luck this weekend against Vandy. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Jalen Jenkins, Coach Adkins, and Coach Kelly. They were absolutely wonderful, and I mentioned it multiple times on this podcast. I've mentioned it multiple times on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I've mentioned it multiple times on other podcasts. I truly, truly feel and believe and know Tevin Jenkins is one of my favorite Chicago Bears. He just has that mentality that I love. He has the personality that I love. And um, he's a really good player. And it's been a long time since I felt like we've had an offensive lineman that I've been able to feel this way with. So it's great. It's fantastic. Um and he just continues on doing on. If he stays healthy, he is going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL for a long time. So it's super exciting that he is a bear and we have the opportunity to just keep him and treasure Tevin forever. Uh, we are on a victory Friday today, third win of the season. It's only three wins, but it's against a team that uh, obviously there was a little bit of circling of the calendar in this aspect because of the DJ Moore and Deontay Foreman and uh, Bryce Young, all of these situations. So it was fun to get the dub there. So let's celebrate and uh, let's say a little cheers to Tevin Jenkins as he uh, continues to have success in the NFL after uh, all of these fun stories throughout his life and unfortunate passing of his mom and being able to just become the person he is out of that. It, it's really, really cool to see people find success. Uh, so I, again, Thanks, everybody, so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, I will catch you guys next week. I'm Taylor Dahl, and this is Making Monsters. (laughs) 